Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Through giving, through giving. You notice the signs when you walked in, you notice some of the posters or stuff we're going to be doing every week to draw your attention to a Sunday that comes up in May in just three weeks or four weeks, and that is Legacy Sunday. And this year, our legacy theme is expanding the reach. We're looking at how we can continue to go forward. You, this is a huge offering. It's a, it's a one-time best offering that we make at the time that we can make it. And we do so and bring that together, and as a result, we have students that end up going to, to, to camps and events because there's scholarships that are able to put in place. There's, there's the youth department and the young people that are equipped. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, you need to take a look at that youth room downstairs and the transformation that's taking place down there and what's been going on as your dollars, your love, your work, and, and those who have sacrificed and give has, have, have transformed that. The kids' ministry, all the equipment that they have and, and are able to work with, but how many know there's still more that needs to be done? And it's through those times. I can tell you as well, we're making investments into the church, this legacy offering. We're actually getting a new sound system that is going to be totally upgraded to digital rather than analog. How many know if you have an analog TV, you're not really getting any reception, are you? Yeah, it's all digital out there, and as a result, we're, 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 we're changing from the speakers down to the, just everything's being overhauled, but we're also putting in uh, a, a video, a, a camera system that'll have several cameras where we can do better equipping of the uh, online, the streaming, and a lot of other features. I mean, we're, we're seeing some things happen and take place from there. We're also in the process. We just had an electrician walk through so that we can get the price on that to change out lights all through the church as well as everywhere outside. I don't know if you've been around the church at nighttime, but it's dark. All the lights have basically, the ballots have got, it's cheaper to replace the light than it is the ballots uh, in many cases. But there's a number of different things, projects that go towards legacy offering from equipment down to people outreaches are enabled. They're able to go out there and invest in people all around. And again, I just want to say a huge thank you for the food that you all donated and provided for as far as, 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 the, as the outreach to Prospect House. They, they were a little overwhelmed. I want to say thank you to Deluxe Bakery for, for their pies, which I really wanted to sample. It was a bummer. But anyways, we just, we were excited about what God's doing in the midst. And we know that as we continue to break free from this pandemic, that we're going to continue to see more and more things happening, more and more things taking place. We're excited about what God has in store. We're looking forward to the furthering of his kingdom. I'm believing God to do some awesome things. And not just here in this building, but around this community as he enables. Amen. That, that's what, yeah, go ahead and give him praise. He's worthy of it. So that's, that's why we have themed this, expanding the reach, not just settling for where we're at or, and continuing in what we're doing, but to reach further. 
because there are still many that need to be impacted, influenced, and hear the good news of the furthering of the kingdom and the name Jesus, who died and rose again for them. Amen? So uh, this morning, I want to take a little bit of time, and we're going to be talking about different things every week, but this morning, uh, I want to talk to you about expanding the reach. I want to talk to you about the joy of giving. The joy of giving. And I'm going to start right out with the very first point. So let me, let me start with this, okay? Right away. Let's just bring it out to the foundational level. And that is that giving doesn't come easy for most people. Now you can agree with it. It's all right. I'm just waiting for the amen to come out there. But, but giving doesn't come easy for most people. Not some people. Most people. You see, from the time that we were born, we began to receive what I call the, you know, love and care and gifts, and, and people would make a big deal about us. I mean, people made a big deal of me when I was a baby. I was the cutest thing on the face of the earth. Okay, maybe that was a dream I had. But anyways, when we were just a, a you know, a, a little baby, we, we would go for a little while and people would pick us up and, and cuddle us and, and all that, that, that stuff. And if we, if we, we needed our, our diaper changed, you know, I, I, I saw Lydia heading to the restroom with her little one this morning, knew what was going to happen. You know, they, 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 if, if, we need, that would, they, if we needed food, they'd give us food. And then we grow and it just kind of continues. How many have teenagers? You know what I'm saying. Yes. We are consumers. We're not contributors at that point. We are consumers. Look, it's fun when you're a kid, amen? Okay, two of you. I, I know I'm on the right track here. But it, 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 you get a new pair of tennis shoes. You get a new baseball glove. You get a Barbie doll if you're a girl. You get a new hat. You get, a, you get gift cards for Roblox or something like that. But what happens to all of us as time goes by is that some people start to realize that as fun as it was to receive, listen, there is also a highly underestimated upside to giving. Upside to giving. That doesn't mean it's always easy. Or that we sometimes forget and need to be reminded. It just seems that there are tremendous benefits associated with the lifestyle of giving that many, many people are completely unaware of. We kind of go into that, you know, at different points, in different stages of our, of our lives. And that's why I want to talk about the upside, the joy today because I think it needs some love, to be honest with you. Giving needs to be celebrated for all that it is, for all that it does in our life, and to remind people that there is a huge upside to giving. But, but before I, 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 I talk about the upside of giving, let me give you something to consider. 
Just think about this for a minute. What's the downside of giving? Okay, can you think for a minute, is there any reason why it's not a good idea to be a giver? (laughs) I'm preaching, all right? Stay out of this. (laughs) She's freely giving this morning. As, As I thought about that, though, this past week, and I did, I gave a lot of thought to some things concerning giving, and as I thought about it hard and long, I could only come up with one idea of why anyone would think that it's not a good idea to give. And, and, and the reason was this, okay? The one reason why anybody might think that it's not a good idea to give is if you give, if I give, then I have less. Hmm. That's pretty much it, Right? I couldn't think of anything else. If I give, then I have less. I couldn't think of anything else. I started thinking that must be why the Scripture repeatedly says the opposite. Because that really would be the only rational argument against giving that if I give, I'm going to have less. So God knows that about us, and as a result our logical minds would always consider giving as a threat to our well-being. That, that, I'll say it again, that's why it must be in Scripture that over and over and over again, it says the opposite about giving. So let's go back to that logic, okay? That, that one thing, that logic is, is, is like this, okay? I have uh, 11 apples right here, right? I've been given 11 apples. So if I tithe on these 11 apples, and I usually you know, kind of round up the apples. So I have the apples, and I give them away, right? Yes, I do. Does Diane always try to take over in your life? And I come to church, and all these kids run up to me and say, we're selling Girl Scout cookies. And then, oh, it's time for a prom, prom dress. Or, or, or we've, got, oh, we've got all these other things going on, right? Something tells me I'll find out after church. <laughs> Oh, well, do me a favor, don't eat it. (laughs) Mike's a lot of things, okay? But hungry is one of them. But, you know, two or three other things start happening and start taking place, and, you know, we're taking this out and that. that, that. See, here's my deal. Here's my deal. I mean... First week in May, they got a special offering at the church. So, you know, we're going to be giving to that, you know, kind of thing. See, here's, here's, so what do I have? I have fewer apples. That's what I've got. So there you go. I mean, 
That's what happens when you give. You have fewer apples. But what that logic doesn't consider is that the law of sowing and reaping applies to giving. Now now hear me out. Giving is like sowing a seed. This is huge. I love this point. When something leaves your hand, it doesn't leave your life. Let me say that again. That's huge to me. I knew you'd all be quiet because you don't want me talking about money, but that's okay. I have to obey God. When, 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 when giving is like sowing a seed when something leaves your hand, it doesn't leave your life. What, what I give is not gone. Now, now stay with me here this morning. It might leave my bank account, but the law of reciprocation is at work in my life. The law of sowing and reaping means that what I give is not gone. That is a law in the universe. I mean, this is a reality that God put in the universe that when you sow and what you sow, you will reap. Jesus said it like this in your notes. Take a look at it. He says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Notice that last part. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In other words, what you use or measure out will not be gone. When we start to give, yeah, it, it, it goes out there. It seems to be gone, but we, we I mean, we, we, are, we do have in our bank account for a while a few less apples, but then there's this thing that goes on, and it's happening in ways that we don't always know or even are able to connect the dots to. We, we may figure it out in some situations or in some circumstances, but I want to tell you that when you give, let me tell you again, I'll tell it right to your face, when you give, it's coming back. I don't know, this side must be spiritual, this side must be, are you kidding me? But, but it's, it's the truth. Unless I got the givers on this side, and no, I'm not going to go there. But it is, I can tell you. How many can say amen to that, Seriously. It's going to come back to you either in money or it's going to come back to you in things you cannot buy. But get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. T.D. Jake's up here, boys. Because when you give, Jesus was right about it. The Scripture is right about it over and over and over and over and over again. What you give is not gone. It is not lost. When you give, you don't have less. You are actually creating a precipitable harvest that is going to come back into your life. It's going to come back into your life. 
After service today, there'll be applesauce served in the lobby. It doesn't usually come back to you that way. <laughs> you can say it's funny. I'm going to say it's dangerous. But let me say it again. Every seed you sown, God knows about the seed you sown. God knows about the seed you have sown. It's all a process. It's all in the soil. It's all working. It's a return that is in process even as we speak. Another scripture says this, don't be weary in doing well, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. The Bible is emphatic about the principle that we sow. When we sow, we give. Giving doesn't mean I have less. Giving actually creates a harvest that is exponentially greater than the original seed sown. Oh, yes, it is. Let me, let me tell you another reason why giving is a great idea. Let me give you another upside to giving, another joy of giving, and that is that when you give, you become rich in what the Bible calls good works. Giving makes us rich in good works. Say that with me. Giving makes us rich in good works. Oh, yes, it does. You become rich in good works. Take a look at, at, at uh, 1 Timothy there in, in, in your notes hmm, that I don't have there. Where'd you go? Oh, it's on the back. Sorry. Uh, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to what? Oh, hello, man. I could talk about that one for a little bit. The, uh, be, instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works. Listen, please. Get your mind untrapped from what the enemy tells you. God does have your back. God wants you to have a good life. God is not about being a taker. God doesn't want you to give so that you won't enjoy your life. No. God wants you to, to participate in the cycle of re reciprocation. And what's going on in a world when you learn how not to hold but to give it. I, I, I like what that last part says. It says, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. No, that's the wrong verse. To instruct them to do good and to be rich in good works. Listen, someday we're all going to stand before God and we're going to give an account of what we did and for what He's given us. Did we keep it all? Or were we rich in good works? Here's the neat thing. I love this. That when you give, not only are you creating harvest of good things in your own life, you are also producing a harvest 
of good things in other people's life. You're, you're, you're giving a seed that will multiply itself over and over and over again. In fact, use, use this example for a minute, if you would. T take a seed of corn. We call it a kernel of corn. A kernel has a seed in it, okay? A, a, a kernel of corn starts off with just a seed. But, but when it grows into a stalk, it then produces ears. Ears on the stalk then have many kernels in the ears. And that multiplication process starts with a single seed. You know, I look back at this house and what God has done to the people of this house. And I just want to shout for joy. I thank God for this house. I think of the projects that have been accomplished because of hearts and generosity. I think about a van that sets out in, in, in our parking lot here that, that we're able to use, and, and not just use for activity, but for seminars and equipping and growing people and impacting them as a result. I think, I think as I mentioned, with Deluxe Buck, Buckway, yeah, I can talk, Deluxe Bakery and, and just, you know, what they do and their donations and how they give in that direction as far as their goods are concerned. I think about Thanksgiving. I think about the food, Christmas, the gifts, the monies that have been brought in because of you. The way we're able to reach out to foster kids and, and double bless them throughout this entire county with gift cards for all the foster kids in this county. That's huge. I, th I think about our outreaches beyond that in the different places, our missions, and what we've been able to do through missions, especially over this past year, even in the pandemic, and so much more. There's so much more. And it's people that have given, given from their heart above their tithe, above their offerings, above their givings. Whew. I watch people. <laughs> Man, I, I can name you people that have just purchased equipment, done different things for this house, for our youth, for our kids, for our nurseries, for our toddlers. They just, they just purchase it out of their own hearts. Things that happen like that, they become rich in good works. That's an example of, of breakthrough and breaking free. It's saying, you know, I can't do what you do, but the two of us getting together and doing something, Pastor, together that we cannot do on our own. That's huge. There are things that... <laughs> but here's what I'm asking you to do, okay? And, and I want to be cognizant of the time because I know that you all want to be out of here in the next 10 minutes, right? Half of you want to be out of here today. <laughs> But, but I'm going to ask you to do something with me. And uh, I'm just asking you to walk down memory lane with me for, for just a minute. I was born in So basically I, basically, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s and yielded to the 80s and 90s. But one of the things, for example, that I've missed personally here during 
this, this time period that we've been through in the past year was, was not having Christmas in the house and not having the kids on the platform and walking up to them and seeing their faces and asking what they want for Christmas and all that other fun stuff that we do at that time of year. I remember when I was a kid here at Ravenna Assembly of God back when it was on Spruce Street, back in the 60s. And I remember the people of influence as a kid. I still remember them people as clear as a bell. I remember getting in trouble as a kid at Ravenna Assembly. I remember the worship, the orchestra that played, Brother Jerry Rattai up there, you know, this big kid up there with his teeny little cornet. <laughs> but, you know, I, I remember the preaching, the groups that would come in, the revivalists, the, the, the cowboy, what was it, his name, Jim or Jerry or something like that, they do the chalk drawings and stuff like that. I remember that stuff as a kid. And the altar at that church was a special altar. I remember those things. But here's the deal. There were people who were there who were giving every week in that church when I was growing up in it. And their giving made it possible for there to be classrooms with kids my age, for there to be teachers who showed interest in me, to realize youth leaders that would help guide with all that took place through events and revivals and outreaches and, and, and all these events that cost money and somebody buying food. Honestly, I, I, I never understood what was behind it all as a kid back then. That's because I was a recipient of someone sowing seed. And now many of those givers have no idea what I went on to do with my life. Many of them are, are in heaven right now. Most of them have no idea where this little boy ended up, but the seed hit the soil. And, and this seed started to produce fruit. And that little boy came back to a church and a home that had impacted him because he wanted to help other people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. All because someone sowed a seed. I wanted to continue what somebody had done for me. I, I, look, at, I look at Pastor Melissa, who grew up in this church. She was just a kid who hung out. But she hung out in an atmosphere. I'll never forget the time that we had talked with our kids when we had pastored in East Liverpool about moving, about coming to the call at Ravenna Assembly. I've watched as that girl has, I won't say grown up, but as she's <laughs> matured, thank you. And, 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 and I've watched as this atmosphere and church, and, and, and it dawned on me, what's being produced in her as well. She's done a phenomenal job with our kids. But I'm going to underscore this right here. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not talking about me. 
I'm talking about it's about the people back in the 60s, even back in the 70s, in a little church called Ravenna Assembly of God who had no idea that one day as they sowed that seed, when they gave a tithe and an offering, they had no idea what Gary Beck was going to do and where Melissa was going to show up. You'll never know the impact, friend, because sometimes it's called giving by faith. Because sometimes you just you don't know. You just become rich in good works. Because you're putting it out there. You're giving, and you know that God does what we cannot do, and that super, supernaturally kicks in, and that hearts get changed, and children go up to become teenagers and adults. There, there have been so many over the 80-plus years history of this church who have gone out to be ministers, pastors, missionaries, leaders, teachers, doctors, you name it. In fact, I would ask that you all continue to remember the family of Jim Palmozano, for those of you who especially know him. Jim passed away this past Thursday night, Friday, on his birthday, actually. Jim was uh, a young man that raised up in this church, came to find Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior under the pastorate of, of Brother Glukowski, and, and as a result of that, I mean, he came and became a minister on staff at this church for a period of time with Bruno. He also became an associate pastor with me. He spent his other years, he would be down at the school at Evangel College in Springfield, Missouri. He, he impacted people's lives. He was one of the best hearts that you'll ever, ever meet. And, 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 and just, he, he was a product of somebody sowing seed. Lives that have been influenced and impacted because somewhere back there, somebody sowed a seed and that seed has produced harvest. Listen, our giving is our love in action. It's a love for the house and our love for the community. It's an expression of love for friends and, and family. It's, it's, it's our love for future attenders. It's our expression of love for people that are going to be baptized like those next week and those even in the future. It, it's our love for people who need this house. And trust me when I say again, we need each other. It, it's our love to be strong in, in the message of hope. And in the message of salvation, the Bible says what? For God so loved the world, it doesn't say that he prayed for them. It doesn't say that he sang for them. It doesn't say that he wrote a poem for them called Footprints in the Sand. What does it say? It says God so loved the world. Okay. What does love do? You got it. He gave. It gives. So, so let me ask you again, financially. And I know some of you aren't going to like me for this, you know, but you know, we love each other no matter what. 
The Bible, and financially, how, how much have you really given to the Lord? Not to the church. I'm not talking about church. I'm not, I'm, to Him. Because that's what it's all about. Is it your best? Is this a time in your life to maybe give more? Have you even bothered to tithe maybe on the stimulus that you were blessed with? I have listened to people. I have heard stories from the people who are struggling, meeting deadlines paycheck to paycheck, trying to, but never really seeming to get ahead. And, and all of a sudden they start tithing. They just feel that in their own spirit. And the stories that have come back, the blessings that have pursued, the reality of the windows of heaven being opened up, how God has taken care of them. And now they're continuing to sow. They're continuing to sow outside, above the tithe. I mean, I could give you example after example after example of what giving does on the upside of things. To, to use the power God has given you to be rich in good works. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, and I'm reading for the message, I love the way it puts it. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Whew. Cut that one out and put it on your refrigerator. I mean, honestly, a lot of us here might be, you know, if I give, I'll have less. No, you won't. It says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. I think of Kathy and I and our tithing and our giving <clears throat> and even more. Now, I know some people that had no idea that the pastor actually gives and tithes and, 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 and does more. They, they just never knew. That's one of the reasons why I love to be able to, I, I miss the offering baskets. I love to take that puppy out and just put it in there and say, there you go, enemy. That's God's. That's the way I do things. So, so I, I wanted to tell you a little bit more just about my story. When, when I read the, the, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, I have no other explanation for the way that God has blessed Kathy and I and provided for us in the form of family, personally, as well in the form of a dream for our ministry. I look back on what God has done, and I'm amazed, and I have no other explanation but to tell you that, he, that we have always stretched ourselves to give bigger and to do more generous be more generous with the amount that we have in that season of life. I'm a huge missions giver. I believe totally in missions. I'm a huge liberty 
giver because I believe in liberty. I, 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 I won't even go in. And whoo, we. I'll say it again and again and again and again. For from person to person, it's not about an amount. It's not about me comparing me with you or you with me. It's always been for us. What's the best? What's the best that I can do, me, myself, and I, right now in my life? And I can tell you that God has always been faithful to do His part. We've kept on sowing and we've kept on investing. God continues to be good. What's happened in my life, and and I know this happens in yours, or could happen in yours, it's only because God is faithful. And that we have been able to continue to see our lives grow in what... mm, I'm just going to say it. When you give, it will be given unto you. When you give it will be given unto you. Lord, thank you for your word this morning and thank you for speaking into our hearts and lives. For I know that that what you're saying to us can sometimes rattle us, but nonetheless, it is your word. It is your heart. It's what you do. It's what you've promised. And I pray again over this house. Open our eyes of understanding. Fill us with the knowledge of your will. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for lives that are in this place. Lives that don't have a relationship with you. For whatever the reason might be. And I know that they've heard about sowing. I know that they've heard about giving this morning which is what you wanted to bring. (laughs) But I also know that that word about you giving your only begotten son because that's what love does. This life cannot be lived without that gift of love. And so this morning I pray, whoever, wherever they're at, that their heart and their life, as you are just convincing them in their own spirit, that relationship, that they in their hearts would say yes to you, that you would come in as a result of that permission, of of, of that choice, and join your spirit to them. Save them. Heal them. Become their Lord and their Savior. Lord, I pray for that choice in their hearts today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me ask that question again. Is that you this morning? As God reaches out to you with His love gift, His Son that He gave for you, Does your heart and does your life say yes to Him this morning? If if that's you, and your heart's saying yes to Him, just want to pray for you right where you're at this morning. Just want to lift you up.
But could you affirm that yes in your heart just simply by slipping up your hand? We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you this morning. Right? We are. If that's you and you're saying yes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, would you just affirm that with an upraised hand right now? I want to pray with you right where you're at. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Saying yes to him. Saying yes to him. Saying yes to him. Thank you, Lord, for your, your faithfulness. Lord, I thank you this morning that you are who you are and that you continue to do what you said you're going to do. Thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that right now, in hearts this morning, who are saying yes to you would say, or, or, or just pray this prayer. And, and I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. A prayer repeated doesn't save anybody, but the heart. We're just guiding the heart in this prayer. Pray it from your heart. Pray it with me. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Heal my spirit. Save me and be my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? If you prayed that prayer this morning, I'm going to ask you in just a little bit, we're going to be inviting the entire congregation, but to invite you to come and find that place of prayer, and we want to pray with you this morning. There's some people that would love to just love on you this morning. But before we do so, I just felt in my spirit this morning, this, this, this song that says so much would be a song that would lift the spirit this morning. Could you go ahead and shut the doors for just a moment? Sing it with us as we sing it together. Jesus. Let's just lift our hands. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son.
thank you, Jesus. This morning, I want to invite you to find that place around this altar, around this place, to put yourself out there as a love gift to Him, to allow Him to do what only He desires. Do you know what? God wants to show you His heart. He wants to show you His love. He wants to renew you, to revive you. He wants to restore you. God wants to bless you this morning. And so this morning, if you're in this house, if you said yes to Him or you're in this house, and you just feel in your walk with God, He's pulling you towards something and you know it. This morning you're in this place, you just want to spend time with Him. I want to invite you to come and find that place at this altar as the worship team sings that song oh come to the altar are you hurting and broken within overwhelmed by the weight of your sin jesus is calling have you come to the end of yourself? Let's find that place. Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. And no, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come oh. to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. I bow down before him. For he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen.
you alone. 